0: Good evening. evening. Welcome, everyone. It's great to be here with all of you, uh, worshiping with you as we, again, during this season of Lent, walk with our Savior. Watch as He displays His passion, His love for us, the depth of His suffering for us in our place as we go with Him to the cross. The series that we are using this year is God on Trial. And uh, this evening, uh, the, the sermon that was assigned to me is really the sixth one, and so it uh, takes us to the end of that trial as Jesus is led out to be crucified. And our theme then for this evening is sympathy. Let's begin our, our worship with our opening hymn, Hymn 400, Sweet the Moments Rich in Blessing. Stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. The light of the darkness can overcome. Stay with us, Lord, for it is evening.
1: And the day is almost
0: over. Be our light, and scatter the darkness. And hear our Our help is in the name of the Lord. The maker of heaven and earth. Let us confess our sins in the presence of God and of one another. Almighty God, our heavenly Father, we have sinned against you in our thoughts, in our words, in our deeds, and in all that we have not done.
1: Forgive us in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, Deliver and restore us, that we may rest in peace.
0: By the mercy of God, we are redeemed by Jesus Christ, and in him we are forgiven. Let us rest in his peace until the rising of the sun, when we shall serve him in newness of life. Lord God, we thank you for this day of grace, now drawing to a close. Stay with us and warm our hearts with your forgiving love in Christ. By your word, keep our faith burning brightly, that we may walk in the light of your presence through the darkness of this world. Come and bless us as we worship you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. We read responsively the passion history from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 14, the first 26 verses as it's printed on the screen and in the bulletin. Now the Passover and the festival of unleavened bread were only two days away, and the chief priests and the teachers of the law were scheming to arrest Jesus secretly and kill him. And sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor. And they rebuked her harshly, but Jesus said, Be Be Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went to the chief priests to betray Jesus to them. They were delighted to hear this and promised to give him money, so he watched for an opportunity to hand him over. So he sent two of his disciples telling them, The disciples left, went into the city, and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover.
1: When the evening came, Jesus arrived with the twelve. While they were reclining at the table, eating, he said,
0: Truly, I tell you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They were saddened, and one by one they said to him, He replied, it is one of the 12. This is my body.
1: Then he God, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all from it. He said to them,
0: This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Truly I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine, until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the mount of Olives. Is the word of God will join in singing hymn 434 Upon the Cross Extended. Uh-huh. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Words that we consider this evening from God's Word from Luke chapter 23 beginning at verse 26. As the soldiers led him away, they seized Simon from Cyrene, who was on his way in from the country, and put the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A large number of people followed him, including women who mourned and wailed for him. Jesus turned and said to them, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep for yourselves and for your children. For the time will come when you will say, Blessed are the childless women, the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills cover us. For if people do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed when they came to the place called the skull. They crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them. For they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. This is the word of God. Our theme this evening is sympathy. We know what sympathy is. When you hear of somebody going through a difficult time, going through something painful, sorrowful, difficult, you have sympathy for them. Our heart goes out to them. Maybe you experienced that yesterday when that Amber Alert came out, or today, if you heard about it this morning. Three-year-old boy, lost. We've, where is he? And your heart goes out to the parents up in Two Rivers, the family, the friends. Sympathy. You can only imagine the anxiety, the, the pain they're experiencing, wondering where their boy is? You hear about a natural disaster. People losing their homes, losing loved ones. Your heart goes out. to them. You hear about battlefronts and warfare in the world. The pain and suffering that causes and the loss. And, and, and you have sympathy for those who are caught up. Civilians who are just caught up in the, in the strife of it all. Sympathy. Our hearts go out to those who are enduring pain and suffering and trials and sorrow and difficulties. And we see the sympathy of the crowd as they look at the pain and the suffering that Jesus is enduring as he is led out of the city to be crucified. And, and, and what, a, what a pathetic sight to see. We're told that a large crowd was there. A large number of people followed him. Where did that large crowd come from? Why why were they so interested in that execution? Perhaps, Perhaps some of them were the same ones who had come out a few days earlier on Palm Sunday and shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David. Maybe some of them were were pilgrims who had come down from Nazareth to worship at the temple for the big festival. Maybe some of them were familiar with Jesus. Maybe some of them had heard him preach. Maybe some of them had seen the miracles that he did up in Nazareth. Some of them, no doubt, had heard about the miracle of him raising Lazarus from the dead not long before this. Hosanna to the son of David, they had cried. And and even if they weren't familiar with him, certainly they became familiar with him that week. As word spread about this rabbi, this miracle worker, this prophet from Nazareth who had come down to Jerusalem. And would he be the Messiah? That's what they were crying, right? Son of David, Hosanna. There was a cry for the, the Messiah that would come in and they had, they had these great hopes that the one who, who had fed thousands of people with a few loaves of bread, that he could be their king, their, their bread king and that he would have the power also to drive out their oppressors, to drive out the Romans who were occupying their city and their country and to reestablish the kingdom of David. Self-autonomy, no more being under the thumb of the Romans. Such high hopes for this supposed Messiah, Hosanna to the son of David. But but think of the the disappointment they experienced when he came in, and instead of instead of taking aim at the Romans, where does he go after entering entering Jerusalem? He goes into the temple. And he takes issue with the the people in the temple, and he he overturns the tables, and he. Instead of driving out the Romans, he drives out the money lenders, the money changers. Disappointment. Doesn't seem like he's going to drive those Romans out at all. What kind of Messiah is he? But maybe, maybe there was still just a little bit, just a little bit of, of, of hope. Maybe he would still turn it around. He was, he was well-known for the miracles that he had done. Maybe they even had that same thought that the, uh, the thief on the cross did. You remember what that thief cried out to Jesus? Save yourself and us. Maybe they were still holding on to that thought that Jesus was going to turn it around and really take control. The large crowd observing, even wailing. We hear about these women who come out, and in Jewish culture at that time, it was customary to have actually professional mourners who would wail and cry out at, at funerals. And here too, as a, as a Jewish man is being put to death by Roman soldiers, that sympathy for him, what a pathetic sight. And he had been beaten. You can imagine the view he had, been, he had been struck in the face so you can imagine his, his face is starting to swell up all puffy and of course the crown of thorns and the, the, the caked blood that had been dripping down his face from the, the thorns pressed into his scalp and, 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 and bloodied too by having been flogged his back shred to ribbons and now stumbling under the weight of, of the cross What a pathetic sight. No wonder they had sympathy for him and crying out for him. No mother should ever have to see that happen to her son. Sympathy for Jesus. They were filled with sorrow for him. Crying out with loud wailing until Jesus spoke. And he says... Daughters of Jerusalem, (coughs) do not weep for me. Weep for yourselves and for your children, for the time will come when you will say, Blessed are the childless women, the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will say to the mountains, Fall on us and to the hills cover us. For if people do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? In other words, Jesus turns to them who were, who were pitying him, who had the sympathy for him, and he says to them, Don't have sympathy for me. Rather, have sympathy for yourselves. You know, when, when we have sympathy for other people... Our heart goes out for them, but isn't there a little little part of us that, that kind of says, but I'm sure glad that's not me. I'm sure glad it's not me going through that. And sometimes when we do go through those things, we, we look at at, at the, the suffering we're, we're going through and a lot of times, don't we, we realize sometimes we brought it upon ourselves. Sin, we live in this the sin sick world with all its strife and fighting and envy and jealousy and, and 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 the sin and turns into actions that that cause pain to other people pain to people who are close to us sometimes jesus says jesus says don't have sympathy for me rather weep for yourself For your children. If we back up again to to Palm Sunday, when Jesus entered in, right after he was welcomed by those crowds, we we read in Luke 19, verse 41, it says, as he came near, he saw the city and wept over it. He said, if you, yes, you, had only known on this day the things that would bring peace to you, but now it is hidden from your eyes. In fact, the days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you, surround you, and hem you in on every side. Within your walls, they will dash you and your children to the ground, and within your walls, they will not leave one stone on top of another because you did not recognize the time when God came to help you. What a horrific picture of of what what we do to each other, the suffering that we cause to each other, the impact of sin on the world, and the pain that results. Jesus was predicting, prophesying, foretelling what would happen within just a generation or so. In 70 A.D., in the years leading up to 70 A.D., when when the Romans would lay siege to Jerusalem and finally grow tired of the rebellious Jewish people And when they finally broke that siege, the Romans went in and they destroyed the temple and threw down every stone. And the stories that came out of that event are just horrific. The things that people experienced, the Jewish people experienced in that event. So horrific that, that Jesus is proved right when he tells them, don't weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. That women who are so excited to, to, to have that gift of a child now are wishing they hadn't because they have to witness the suffering that their child goes through in that event. And they're saying it would have been better to be buried. The impact of sin on the world. Jesus says, don't weep for me, weep for yourselves. He also, he also quotes there from a prophet in the Old Testament. He, he quotes from Hosea, chapter 10, verse 8, when he says, They will say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. And, and in other words, they, things are going to get so bad that they're going to wish to die. And, and that's a prophecy. He, he, he's quoting from Hosea. Hosea was a prophet to the northern kingdom of Israel, Calling them to repentance for their sins and warning them of the destruction that would come on that northern kingdom if they didn't turn back to God, the destruction that would come from the Assyrians, and 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 the Assyrians were just absolutely brutal people, and and, it, and again, the people didn't turn away, uh, turn turn away from their sins and turn back to God, but that that so so Jesus is comparing the the terrible. Destruction of the northern kingdom prophesied by Hosea to to what would happen in 70 AD and the destruction that would come to Jerusalem. But but here's the fascinating thing. It gets quoted one more time, this prophecy from Hosea. It gets quoted again in Revelation chapter 6. This is as the the seven seals are being opened. And Revelation, uh, the sixth seal that's opened seems to be pointing ahead to judgment day and the judgment that would come upon the earth. And and this is what it says about when that sixth seal is opened. In verse 15 of Revelation 6, it says, Then the kings of the earth, the princes, the generals, the rich, the mighty, and everyone else, both slaves and free, hid in caves and among the rocks of the mountains, they called to the mountains and the rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come and who can withstand it. Those who are still in their sins when judgment day comes will, will fulfill that prophecy of Hosea that Jesus also quoted about 70 AD of crying out, it would be better to, to die. It would be better if the mountains would just fall on us. And so it's a picture a prophecy of what our sins bring upon us. It's not just the, the, the temporal suffering that we cause to each other so often in this world and in time, but it's it's the, the suffering of eternity. It's the suffering of, that, that, that we endure when we are cast out of God's presence forever because of our sins. And Jesus says, Jesus says, don't, don't have sympathy for me. Rather, weep for yourselves. And isn't that that what the season of Lent is about? That that we examine our hearts again and and see weep for ourselves and our sin and our, 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 our suffering we have earned by our sins. And if only, if only there were some way out. And then Jesus goes up on the cross and he says, Father, forgive them. And a reminder of why Jesus was going to the cross. Not that we would have sympathy for him, but to show that he had sympathy for us in our poor, wretched state, sinners that we are. He had sympathy on us and was willing to endure all of that suffering, all of that pain, all of that shame, all of that that, that hell as God turned his back on his own son as he hung there in darkness. Jesus took the full weight of your sins upon himself sympathy for you. Sometimes when we when we think about others and have sympathy for others as they're going through difficult times, we there's a part of us that says, well, I'm just I'm glad that's not me. As we look at Jesus, it should have been you. It should have been you suffering for your sins. Instead, it's Him. He had sympathy for you and He took your sins to the cross and then He buried them in the tomb out of love for you and for me. Thank God for His sympathy for us in Jesus Christ. Amen. Peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Please stand for prayer. Grant peace to your people, Lord, that amid the stresses of life we may rest quietly, knowing all is right with you. Since your Son has paid for every sin, defeated every enemy, and rules at the right hand of your throne in heaven, let us fall asleep each night in peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. The almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, bless and keep us. Amen. Please be seated. We close with Him 786. Now the day is over.